What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Championship Leadership Podcast. And uh, I got David Paul Cavazos uh, with Hodgman County Health Center in Kansas. And I uh, appreciate you coming here today. Thanks for being here. Thank you very much, Nate. I'm glad to be here. Glad to be talking with you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I, I do like to ask this question first to all my guests. Championship Leadership is the name of the podcast. So what comes to mind for you when you hear championship leadership? Like, what does that mean to you when you hear that? Uh, you know, to me, when I hear championship leadership, I think it really, it, it brings to mind a lot of qualities in terms of uh, personal sacrifice and service. I really don't see how you can separate service from leadership. I think yeah. people agree to, to follow your leadership. It's because they, that's just it. They're agreeing to it. Right. Um, it's not like uh, being a supervisor of a shift at a, at a fast food place where you're telling them to do something because they have to. Leadership is different. Leadership is those people are going to get up and come into work every morning to be a part of your organization, what you have going on, because they believe in the mission, that kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, 100%. Um, well, why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, you and what you're doing and kind of maybe even the path that's taken uh, you to where you are, because I know <clears throat> we met couple of weeks ago, maybe it was, and, uh, I needed a CEO in, in, in healthcare. And, and, uh, of course, uh, your life has been probably much more, uh, interesting than, than many of us and everything that you've had to deal with, with the pandemic and, and some of those, the, the uniqueness that, that's brought that to what you guys do. Um, but yeah, share a little more in depth on what it is that you do and what you're up to today. Yeah. Well, currently I'm the, uh, CEO for Hodgman County Health Center. We're a small critical access hospital in Western Kansas. Uh, I've been in healthcare for 25 years total. Um, the first 17 of it, I was on the radiology side, kind of came up as a radio, as an x-ray tech, uh, worked my way up through the hospital ranks and um, was lucky enough to be smiled upon when I was a radiology director by a, a CEO that really inspired me and pulled me aside and told me that I'd, I'd make a good leader and that I should look into going back to school for for hospital CEO ship. So here I am today. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. Love it. Um, 
who are, you know, kind of, I guess that's a good segue really, but uh, who are some of the, the leaders, coaches, mentors that you've had? And, and I always am more curious, really, like what are some of the characteristics of those leaders that really stood out to you? And maybe are, uh, you've even taken to help model who you are as a leader as well inside of your life. You know, there's, there's been a number of uh, really strong, I, I've been thankful enough to work at, at um, both large and small hospitals. And when I was just an x-ray tech at a very large hospital, uh, 400 bed hospital starting out, there was a CEO there. Uh, and I, I won't give his name, but he was so instrumental in basically showing me what kind of leadership style I wanted to emulate should I ever get the chance. And yeah. this was even before I was ever interested in being a hospital CEO. But right. in, in large hospitals, often it's it's hard to connect with everybody. But this this gentleman, he made me feel like I like like he knew me. And I, in fact, in fact, I, I can say that he knew me. He knew me. He knew my situation. I knew what was going on in my life. He made it a point to know people that were his employees. Uh, he was there for for quite a few years, and I know that. I got to a point where I was coming into work because I wanted to work for that man who ran that yeah. hospital. That was a really good feeling. And that was something yeah. I encountered early on, even before I was on my, my own CEO journey. Uh, so, yeah, I think, you know, for me, that's always one of the biggest, um, def, you know, if I, when I'm to define championship leadership, I think one of the biggest, characteristics is that you know that leader that's able to pull more out of people than they are themselves and 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 in in a way like you just said or you know inspiring them to be really excited about what they're doing and and to come to work maybe if maybe even when it's a job that they don't really aren't that inspired by but there's just something about the person that they're working with or for that's leading that organization that just makes them still excited to come in and work yeah absolutely there's um you know, when, when the COVID pandemic came through the nation, it really did a number on healthcare. Uh, yeah. We had a lot of older, senior, experienced people in healthcare, uh, both on the clinical side, on the leadership side. Um, and a lot of them left. A lot of them said, you know, this is really stressful. This is, this is yeah. too much. I want out. And so we lost a lot of, of really well, long-term experienced people when, when COVID hit. And so I do feel like these days in hospital leadership positions, there's a shortage. There's a shortage mm -hmm. of good leaders. Uh, there's a shortage of leaders who inspire their workers. Uh, today, you're left with a different type of worker than you were pre two and a half years ago. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Pre-pandemic, there's, the worker today is a lot more finicky. Uh, yeah. Loyalty in an organization is not as strong. Part of that is the worker. I think also part of that is the leader though. I, mm -hmm. I think, you know, in order to convince people to be a part of your organization, because everybody has choices these days, right? The patients yeah. have choices in terms of who they're going to pick to service their health care needs. Um, the employees also have choices. Yeah, and I think right. there's a shortage today of those leaders that make the employees say, hey, you know, I want to come in to work for this person. Yeah. There's, yeah. We have a few of them out there, but it, on a whole across the industry, there's a shortage, especially in the larger facilities, I feel that way. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what to do about that or or how to increase that. Maybe you have some ideas, but I I've been saying that to myself is, you know, I think now more than ever, it just feels like we need more leaders to to step up. Yeah, I, I think um, a lot of it has to do with kind of 
not to be cheesy or anything, but kind of to quote Simon Sinek, it, it really has to do with your why. Mm-hmm. You know, why do you do what you do? Why do you choose to be a hospital CEO? Because you take a lot of heat in the leadership yeah. office, right? Yeah. You're responsible. <laughs> if, if there's a nurse that's doing something horrible on your night shift at the ER, and maybe you're over a 400-bed facility, yeah. you might not have even ever met this nurse. They might have only hired right. her two weeks ago. Yeah. You are responsible for her actions. Um, and so responsibility is a, a very heavy weight to accept mm-hmm. the responsibility for yeah people that work underneath you it's very heavy weight uh, so it's you know I, I feel like maybe some of it is experience maybe some of it is inspiration some of it's passion there's a, a lot of that sprinkled in there uh, if you don't truly like and care about what you're doing it's a it's a tough place to be yeah definitely what's uh so you know i you talked about when you first started in the healthcare industry, being an x-ray tech. And I, you know, I don't, I I don't know, maybe you did, but I don't imagine you were like, man, I'm going to be a CEO of a, of a, you know, hospital at some point in my life. So, but there obviously must've been something about you that definitely, you know, wanted to lead and, and was willing to take that responsibility on that you're just talking about. That's led to that. Um, But, yeah, how did that journey come about? You know, I was I was actually a, I was I'm gonna I'm gonna, I guess I'm gonna put myself out there a little bit. I was a horrible worker. Yeah, but <laughs> I, mean, I I was a good worker. I had a bad attitude. I, I had the attitude that upper upper management, upper executive leadership wasn't needed. I I had the mentality and the and the wrong belief that only the clinical side of healthcare mattered. Mm. And here's the thing: healthcare is such a there is so much uh, business to healthcare. There is so much yeah. bureaucracy. There is so much red tape. There is, it, it really does take an entire team of village. It's, it's not just about one person. It's not just the, the nurse or the doctor that sees you. In order to make an entire facility run, it is a team of people. It is housekeepers. It is dietary workers. It is maintenance. It is, mm-hmm. uh, you know, management. It is upper executive management to make the whole wheel spin. Now, some are good, some are bad. Every organization has its problems, you know. Um, there's good leaders and there's bad leaders, just like there's yep. workers. Right. Uh, but those few key people that I had in my life that that really I, I kind of took to, and it was probably only a handful, maybe two, maybe three at most, that I can recall that had an effect on me being a leader, but they inspired me. I worked for them for a very short period of time. And it was enough to make a difference that I knew that any other organization that I was a part of, I wanted it to run just like they ran their organization. Got it. Yeah. And, and that, that, that was one of the key things, the belief that I too could emulate what they had, mm-hmm. what they brought to the table, that I could create the same kind of environment that they created in my day, in my month, in my year. It was already in healthcare because I knew I wanted to make a difference. Right. That's, that's right. why I came through the doors every morning. But when I looked around me and I saw the way that certain people reacted when they were working underneath a good leader, I became inspired. And I was like, gosh, I want to do that. You know? Gotcha. Yeah, that makes total sense. What's, um, what's the vision for you, uh, you know, in charge of a, a healthcare facility and, uh, or maybe, maybe it's personally, I guess, you know, but in the next short, I say short term, time feels like it flies by faster and faster as we get older, but uh, maybe the next five, 10 years, max, 
what's the vision for you and, and what's more importantly the impact that you're looking to make as the CEO uh, of a health, health center? You know, I think, I think the, the impact is always local. You know, the, the impact is always in the now. What, what can you do today? Um, I like to think in, in terms of a one-year, three-year, five-year, and 10-year plan, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so for my facility, I, I've got lots of big plans. You know, for my facility, I'd, I'd really like to change things. Uh, I'm very passionate about rural health care. I think I'm guilty of the same thing when I lived in a city and a large urban area. I didn't even acknowledge, I'd completely forgotten about rural health care. There's so mm-hmm. many aspects of healthcare. Um, I wish yeah. I could tell every young adult coming up all the different ways that they can help people. You know, there's the mental side of healthcare. That one's really big right now. Yeah, right. Um, but there is such a large need that I feel it, it's kind of one of those things where you'll go wherever you're needed. You know, uh, I don't want to limit myself. I think that I, I welcome the chance to have a, a greater effect on a greater community. But wherever I am, that's where I'll be doing my daily uh, work, my, my daily yeah. effort to, to change, to make the environment around me better. Uh, there's a, just a very simple statement of start where you are. You mm-hmm. Yeah, right. So. What, uh, is that something, you know, I, f- I feel like it's important, obviously, as a leader to be able to communicate that as well as that. And and then you got to constantly communicate it, right? So how, how do you go about that? You know, it, it takes a while to, people don't just, the first day you meet them, they don't just walk through the door and automatically, boom, they're, yeah. they're on board with you, right? It takes, it takes time to earn people's trust, especially these days. Um, it takes time. It takes often struggle. A lot of times you have to go through things with people. And many times in job situations, almost all of us have had a bad boss, right? We've had a bad supervisor, bad boss. You can almost always name somebody that you didn't like that you worked for and (laughs) people that you actually enjoyed working for. Uh, And so learning to gain people's trust takes patience. It takes a matter of, uh, there's, there's a lot of putting yourself out there to let them know that you're here for them, you know? getting to know your employees, taking the time. You know, a big thing too is a lot of leaders say, oh, you need to round. And I fully agree. I, I do think there's a, and I think that's a, a lesson that could be very valuable, not just in the healthcare side, but in personal business sides, right? I once knew a man that owned 11 McDonald's and you would think as a multimillionaire owning 11 McDonald's, he didn't really need to do much, right? It's yeah. kind of a forget a thing, but he spent his days his mornings, his afternoons, his evenings, going to his McDonald's, going to the night shift. And that's a very big part of it too, is don't forget about your night shift. Don't forget about your yeah. evening shift. That's for the first four years of my healthcare career, I worked the night shift. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Um, you know, there, there's a whole separate culture that exists, uh, almost a closer bit of a tight knit team on a night shift or a weekend shift. Yeah. Don't forget right. about that. Um, yeah. Yeah. When I was deployed to Kuwait in the army, we, my platoon, we were the, we were the night shift and, uh, for the whole time. And, uh, and so I could definitely relate to what you're saying there. And you know what our, and I always, our company commander, our first sergeant, they never came out to see us there. And I was like, I, that always bugged me. And I was always like, man, if I, 
if if that was me i would definitely be out like you got to get out and see it doesn't matter what time they're working like they're still your people and you, and you don't have to be there every night but you got to show your face yeah. you know a couple times throughout a, a year-long deployment so anyways uh that just brings me back to that and then totally agree with that and you know that's the the strange thing is if you ever read a lot of uh, history books or anything like that i like to read about a lot of leaders in history one of the commonality that I always read about is that all the great leaders that you think of, uh, whether it's leadership in war or anything like that throughout history, the one commonality is that they were with their people, mm -hmm. right? They were with their men, they were with their women, they were with the people on the front lines. They were always with them. Right? Yep. Um, yep. So there's a commitment in leadership. And that's kind of where I go back to is that making yourself that available doesn't appeal to many people. Most yeah. people want to go to sleep at night. Most people don't want you. Yeah. As, can you imagine giving your cell phone number out to 200 people <laughs> it, yeah. and, and you genuinely tell them, Hey, here in your department, if you have a problem and it's nine 30 at night, call me and I will do what I can to help you. Yeah. That's a big extend on your part. Right? Yeah, it That's is. a lot of commitment. Um, and, and one time in the year that, that need might be tested, right? Right. Yeah. You're, you might have somebody call you, uh, out of the environmental services, out of the housekeeping department and say, Hey. The night shift manager isn't here. I don't know what to do. I've tried to call her several times and she might, that might be the one time she reaches out to the CEO. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. What's, um, what's a, what's like a critical moment for you. So, um, kind of that fork in the road, uh, you chose the way you did, which has you where you are today, but had you made a different decision would be somewhere very different inside of your life. Uh, I think there's a lot of power in others that are in those moments right now, currently that, you know, can get power from hearing, you know, how others have, have chose during certain situ similar situations. So is there a moment that comes to mind to you as I kind of ask that question? You mean that, that affected me going down this path? Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, just a moment in life where, you know, it's a tough, tough decision, right? We often we want to kind of know what's going to happen before we make the decision, which just, you know, is in a reality, right? So how, how did, and had you made that decision, you know, differently, you could be somewhere a very different side of your life. Um, you did chose, choose the way you did, which has you where you are today. But, you know, I think people, especially over the last two and a half years, um, you know, they've, like some of the people that you talked about, right? You've been around for a long time, a lot of experience and wisdom and knowledge. And, and man, this is, this is, this is tough. And I'm not sure I want to do this. So they were in that moment. They made the decision that they did and maybe they regret it right now. Maybe they don't. Uh, so does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, it does. You know, I think, I think something I would have, I, if I could have uh, gone back and, and could tell my younger self anything, I think it, I, uh, I wish that I could have started earlier in terms of, I think amongst the younger people for probably for many young people, be it women and, and men, they don't have the belief that they can be in the leadership spot. Right. Mm. It, it, because a lot of times when you're a younger adult, your life is very disorganized. You're doing yeah. good, just graduate school, find right. a career. Right. Yeah. I mean, your life might be in so much turmoil, personal life. Maybe you have, um, relationship issues maybe you have child care issues and you're a young parent maybe this yeah. maybe that right so it's really hard to even think about the idea of caring for others from an employee perspective right you're doing good just to show up on time often when you're right. young 
but breaking out of that mold to realize that it really is a team effort. And the same reason that you're there at work every day, at least in healthcare, caring for your patients, there will be other employees throughout your career which will need your help. And if you in your mind think that you might want to help them, you might possibly be a good candidate for leadership, right? Yeah. If, you, if you're a nurse on a floor and you just started and it's your first week and you see things maybe are run not too well, you know, um, or maybe they run well underneath a, a certain shift. Several years down the road, once you get some experience under your belt, you may get the opportunity to be a manager of a particular department on a certain floor. Um, and that might start your journey off on climbing the levels to see how you can have a greater effect and do the right thing. There's not enough people in the world. I, I tell this to a lot of people every day. There's not enough people in the world that do the right thing. Yeah. Sometimes it's scary. Sometimes you might stand as an outsider doing the right thing. As a, as a CEO leader, I tell this to my children, you should always do the right thing. That is such a hard, hard few set of words to live up to. Mm -hmm. um, it is very difficult. Many times when I do the right thing, it's an unpo unpopular choice. Uh, many times it goes against the grain. Yeah. But at the end of the night, you know, you have to go to sleep with your decisions. And if you know, if you feel good that you did the right thing on that day, then many times that's, that's really all you can ask for. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I love that. What's uh, as we start to wrap this up, if, if there's one or two things that you could give to the listeners that, you know, if they were to implement today would help move their life forward today, a uh, little life advice or principles to live by, uh, what would that be for them? Um, be nice to somebody in your day, some random person, um, or somebody, yeah. you know, just, just take the opportunity to be nice to somebody. It makes a big difference in many people's day, uh, whether it's a, a coworker, uh, maybe it's somebody you don't ever talk to at work. Just, just take the random chance to be nice to somebody. And number two, I would say, um, make an effort on the opportunity that you would normally shy away from. We've, even if maybe that for you is just speaking up at a meeting where you normally sit quiet, right? Yeah. Because um, you don't want to offend those around you or you you might think that your opinion might not be valued. Take the opportunity, put yourself out there. You might be surprised the direction life will take you. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Appreciate that. What's uh, if they're, you know, someone's listening to this and and uh, they, they like what they heard. They want to reach out. Maybe they have a question about something you said or, or want to follow you on, are you on social media? Is there any way to contact you or get a hold of you? So, yeah, I'm, I'm actually on LinkedIn. Um, that is unfortunately my only social media. I'm not yeah. on, on any of the other uh, social media formats. But yeah, if you're on LinkedIn, reach out to me. I'd love to connect with people. Uh, love to share stories. Love to know what's going on in their world. And uh, yeah, reach out to me. Awesome. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you, David Paul, for being here. And yeah, it was a great conversation. Thanks for, thanks for coming. Yeah, Nate, you have a great week.